show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's the Undercard. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. Oh, welcome to the Undercard episode. Do uh, do we know what episode we're on? Uh, 216. 216? All right, episode 216. This is our final show of the year uh, and also final show before Christmas. Uh, we will be off next Tuesday. Um, so this is our both Christmas uh, 217. 217. Uh, both our Christmas and our uh, year in review kind of wrap up um, uh, holiday show, I guess is what we want to call it. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Brad. How you, what do you got there? You got some nerds. You got some crunch. Uh, and we, Thank you. They, 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 they put candy out here at the studio. So, of course, we're all going around and. Going, oh, I want some of this. Oh, I want some of that. They also put peanuts in here. They're trying to kill me. That's cool. We might not be back next year. We'll see. (laughs) We'll be back. I don't know about you. It's like putting kryptonite in Superman's like freaking (laughs) studio if he had a podcast. And And it's like right in front of you. I know. It's all right. Thanks, Jimmy. Better. Uh, Took it off the table. Better. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And so with that comes – so for three years we've done – my undercard fighter of the year, and then my pound for pound champion. We announced that tonight. We're going to talk about the Bernard Hopkins. Uh, literally, he was out of the ring watching the replay because he was knocked out of the ring by Joe Smith. Um, I can laugh because he's okay, but uh, wh- what a knockout. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Carlos's show at Eastern Market when I pull up my notes or actually my article from Fight News. And then um, we got to talk about the blonde ambition, both of them going down, Northcutt and uh, Paige Van Zant. That had to be a bad day for them mm. because they're like definitely trying to market uh, those two, and both of them lose. Uriah Faber wins, which is fine, but it was a boring fight. But we'll talk a little UFC too. Liz has a game for us, Jimmy. Oh. She, she's going to challenge us Okay, um, with a game. All right. I have confidence in Liz. This game is going to be amazing. Uh, so it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. And then Jimmy's going to go through everyone we lost this year. Well, not so everyone because I had to – there was 128 celebrities on this list that I had to pare down. So I, I – basically if they were either either very well-known or slightly well-known – uh, that's the list that I'm going to read off. So right. still quite a few. Highlight the dead people. Well, you know. It's our version. I of- did highlight. See, I put it in pink and I put it in yellow. <laughs> it's, it's it's our version of the Oscar sad music <laughs> yeah, that exactly. images going by. Yeah, exactly. Well, is there a difference between, between the pink and the yellow? Yes, the pink was what I'd, uh, I highlighted uh, earlier. And then when I was sitting here going through the list, like, I went, oh, yeah, maybe oh wait, that oh, wait, I for- oh, that guy died. Okay, I got to highlight him. <laughs> if you've listened to our show over four years, you wouldn't think we're the sentimental types by any means. But uh, it's it's fitting to do that. So right. Absolutely fitting. There there are a few people that get you right in the feels, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that, you, that we've lost over this year. Mm. 
Mm. Is America down there too? We lost America. <laughs> well, not yet. America. America. We didn't lose America. We gained America. America. Oh, no. We need that screaming eagle sound. Let me put some stuff oh, on the list that I think. <laughs> we got to put some stuff on the list. I, I just yeah. realized I ate a Nestle's Crunch on the air. Yes, you did. So this is going to be rough for this the is next not... 30 minutes here. <laughs> this is not. Okay, uh, four years. Four years on the air, Brad. Four years. How does that sound? And supposedly you're the broadcast person of this group. They tell me that every event I go to, but I, I deny it. Uh, um, what are you drinking there? Uh, whatever was on tap out there from Falling Down Beer Company sponsoring oh. our What's on Tap at 8 p.m. So We don't know what it is, though. Ninja mm-hmm. Chicken or something? Mm-mm. No? It's not Ninja Chicken. I think Ninja Chicken is lighter. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what that is. It's pretty good, though. Huh. Tasty. It's a stout Ow. of some sort. So, what do you want to start with? MMA? What do you want to start with? Boxing? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. You want to talk about? Uh, uh, you had given me a topic if we could have gone on the air before you got here. Amanda um, Nunes yes. versus uh, Ronda Rousey. Yes. Okay. So Joe Rogan is like becoming more and more my hero, kind of like Max Kellerman is with. Uh, Boxing because he just comes out and he says it as it is. You know, he he realizes that his time's probably really short on UFC by his choice. So right. it doesn't really matter what the new owners. <laughs> so he do. don't give a you right. know what. <laughs> so I know exactly what he's talking about. So I was watching UFC. Uh, what is it? Fight Night, the live one mm-hmm. uh, that isn't pay per view. The Paige Van Zant. No, 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 no. Uh, UFC on Fox. Whatever. Right. So, I know what you're talking about. Uh it's just the Ronda Rousey, I'm back, I'm coming to get what I am. Like It was just infomercial after infomercial. Uriah, our favorite fights, infomercial. Right. Um, uh, Mickey fights, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? You know, you get the idea. Mm-hmm. So he tweets. He's like, wow, like, and this is paraphrasing, not a direct quote. You know, where's the champ in these things? Because it's all Ronda. You know, and Ronda at her house and getting right. ready to get the belt. And I, I, I do see that. I just, I think the UFC's hyping her up that if she falls again, she definitely well, will recover. She's done if she falls again. I and mean, she may. done. She may. Mm, she I don't, may. She I don't may. think so because here's the thing. Leading up to the fight with Holly Holmes, she was on a press tour. She was making movies. She was doing all this kind of stuff like that. And if you noticed, since her loss with Holly, she's kind of gone underground. She's not making as many appearances, and I think she's focusing more on her fighting game again, getting back to that hungry aspect that she had um, so that she could come back and just annihilate whoever her opponent is. Now, I predict after this fight, win or lose, she's done because here's why. If she loses, she's done and she leaves in disgrace. But if she wins, she's going to take the title and she's going to go out on top, announce her retirement, and then go make millions of dollars making movies and TV shows and stuff. Well, those offers have expired. I'm eating nerds now. <laughs> I was offers, trying to time it just as you put it in your mouth. <laughs> those offers are no longer there. I yeah, they are. Mm. Oh, yeah, they are. She's still got, she's still got offers from... Uh, she's still got uh, the Expendables. She's still got Fast and Furious. She's still got a bunch of other things. And if she goes out on top again, uh, then there it's going to be even more because she left as a champion. Who's on top? Ronda Rousey. Who's on top? What? Who's on top? 
Who's on top? Who's on top? Saturday Night Live. Do you need help? Who's on top? It's broken. broken. <laughs> ah, take it back then. Piece of shit. Yeah. Um, Don't sweat in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was cool. I, I like the new Joe Rogan. I mean, he's always been kind of edgy, but he's out there. Well, he just from the hip. No, right. Not, it, this is the, you know, how like everybody says, you know, when I quit this job, I'm going to tell my bosses exactly how I feel. He's kind of doing that, which I actually kind of, you know, I kind of respect because he's doing what everybody wants to do, which is kind of like F you to his, you know, the company that, you know, he kind of has wanted to say F you to for a while. No, I mean, I think he enjoys it, but I think that you reach a point, um, and I'm nowhere near on his level, but I think there reaches a point where you realize that you're there to tell the truth. So if something bad is going on, it's your your thing to report it and stuff like that. And right. I just think a champion should be the champion. She's the challenger again. So I can understand that maybe there's some difficulties in having – you know the the uh, Rhonda's gonna sell it, right? Is Amanda gonna sell? No, so Rhonda's gonna sell it. Right. I understand exactly. That. And, and everybody want win, lose, or draw. Everybody wants to see what happens, right? Uh so yeah, UFC free fights on uh, Saturday night. It was a good fight weekend. Uh, you had Hopkins on Saturday night too, was it? Yeah, Hopkins was on Saturday mm-hmm. too. Friday we had Eastern Market. So let's go, uh, I guess, backwards, forwards. So let's start off with uh, UFC because we were talking MMA. Uh, Paige Van Zant, mm-hmm. probably the biggest name next to Conor McGregor right now mm-hmm. in UFC, went, went against a very experienced uh, the karate hottie, Michelle Waters. talk about the weigh-in. Okay. I'm anti the weigh-in, though. I thought it was fun. Okay, so if you don't know the weigh-in, Paige Van Zant comes out there. And starts a dance-off with Michelle Watterson. Michelle Watterson dances back. Paige dances again. Tries to get Michelle Watterson to do it again. Then they hug. And then they hug. Mm-hmm. I'm just of the <clears throat> place and where fall. If you're going to be in a fight the next day, that's not what you do. I don't believe in touching gloves either. So that's but just See, me. that – no, I'm sorry. That's that's completely unsportsmanlike. It's not a sport when it is a sport. people are in the ring. It, but it's still a sport. It is still a sport. It is still sportsmanship. And to do that is disrespectful because win, lose, or draw, you're going into, you're going into the, the ring or whatever. But when you come out, you know, all things are done. It's disrespectful not to touch gloves. It's disrespectful to disrespect your opponent. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm very adamant about this because you can. You can get in there and you can go to war with somebody else, but still respect them when you're done. Okay. Respect them before and respect them afterwards. I understand that. But let me throw some names out here that were the, were the greats. Muhammad Ali never respected any opponent. Matter of fact, probably the month going into that was the hardest month you ever had because he's going to be ripping on you and, and everything like that. Mike Tyson, if we had a time machine back in 87, wouldn't have thought it was a sport. He was in there to kill you. And then if he didn't kill you, he was going to, you know, disqualify himself down the road and it was going to be violent. Conor McGregor, I don't believe he respects anybody he fights. I think to be great on that level, there is still the savage in you, the still the, uh, you know, going to take take uh, control kind of thing. Sure. Sure. There's good sports out there. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's very barbaric fighting. But see, to me, you're not a great if you're. If you don't respect your opponent, I'm sorry. 
You can you can Tyson be Tyson and Ali. I, they're okay. Conor McGregor. They were not they were they were, the they were right great. Now. They were great fighters, but they were not great uh, sportsmen because they were. They did not respect their opponent. I think Ali was a great sportsman. It was part of the game. It's part of the the thing. Could you guys at least turn that down if you're going to text back and forth? <laughs> uh, but anyways, I, I think that it, it's this part coming of the game. this coming from the guy who hasn't turned his phone off in four years. I know, but it was distracting <laughs> me. I had like a I oh, like so a, it's distracting you. It's a problem, right? I'm, I'm like a you know. A cat with a mouse running around in the room. I'll, I'll chase the what? mouse. Right, exactly. That's me. Uh, so, no, I, I, I think that, you know, there is a time to focus and everything. I, that's what I've, I've come to like about Conor McGregor is his intensity and his uh, how he how he thinks he's the best and everything like that. I don't think I would put Conor McGregor as the best sportsman out there. I don't think he's going to win sportsmanship awards. And I don't think I, what Ali did to uh, lots of people – was great sportsmanship, and for sure, what Tyson did to people wasn't great sportsmanship. Well, you can't bite someone's ear off and be called. I'm a sportsman. talking even before I know, that, like eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, where he was there to hurt you, and that that was his uh, crazy intentions. So uh, we got Christmas music lined up too, mm-hmm. by the way. But uh, so really quickly back, uh, she wanted to talk the dance off, but now that we're not talking the dance off, we're going to talk the. Fight. You didn't want to talk about. You're like I'm against it, so I, I I don't know. It's just that. Okay, it was cute. Whatever. It was fun. You can have fun. Mm-hmm. And was she having fun the next day when she didn't tap well, no, out but went to sleep? No. No. But it's still fun. Shouldn't have been can, worried about dance. Well, but you can still have fun. <laughs> uh, I give her credit, you People, I'm, I'm sorry, but... You, That's why I don't talk on the show. I know, but you, you can just... You can take things way too seriously. You can, I know it's, it's her livelihood. It's her job. It's stuff like that. But if you don't relieve some of the stress some of the pressure you're gonna snap you know you got to be able to let loose sometimes and she probably knew i don't know how well she knew her but she probably knew her opponent and that her opponent might be into something like that and all right you know what we're gonna have a little fun beforehand (laughs) brad's eating candy again Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'm going to fill in while Brad tries to chew. But no, I mean seriously, you can, you know, you, uh, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And yeah, okay, well, but see, the day before is not the day of. You can be completely in one mindset the day before, and like as soon as the next day hits, be in a completely different mindset. And you got to be able to switch that on or off. It's just like it's just like an actor, like a character actor who gets into a role. Okay, you can go too far. You can go way too far into the character. You got to be able to turn it on and turn it off again. You got to be able to walk away from it when it's all done. Turn it on, turn it off. Well, I will give her credit. Um, When Holly Holm didn't tap out, uh, she was the first one to defend Holly Holm, saying that I wouldn't tap out either. And she she didn't. She didn't tap out. No. It was locked really good by Michelle Watterson. and now with Paige Van Zandt, I guess there's rumors about her going to WWE or something. I can she see that. super small to be in WWE. No. Really? No, not really. The WWE girls are pretty – they look bigger on the TV because, you know, but she's probably about the same size as most of the divas on there, especially some of the older school divas like Lita. Lita was very, 
very thin for for WWE diva. What about Mickey Gall? Uh, big win for him over uh, Northcutt. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good fight. If you remember, Mickey took down CM Punk and now has taken down another another <laughs> superstar in UFC. Wait, wait, wait! Don't, 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 don't equate CM Punk with a UFC superstar. He, Gall fought CM Punk. Proved that CM Punk had had no business being in the cage and then went on to prove that, okay, you know, CM Punk was not just a fluke. I'm actually pretty legit Mm -hmm. because I beat Sage Northcutt. Yep. Before that, I don't think Gall had any credibility because he fought Punk and Punk was just that, a punk. He had no business, had no business being in the cage. But then he proved himself when he fought Northcutt. Sage was uh, talking a lot of shit uh, in the ring. It looked like he was talking a ton of stuff, and it, it worked for Mickey. Uh, the brown belt in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu was able to uh, finally lock it, and guess what? He tapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uriah Faber, his farewell fight in his hometown. Um, I guess dominant, whatever. I mean, I've, I've never been a huge Faber guy, but um, I, there's I no like question Faber. that he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um. So... You know, that's that's he, the end of that. He's been one of the more consistent uh, fighters in the UFC. I think I saw you made 320000 for the fight. Yeah. 320000 Uh He's got a lot of business ventures outside, and I could see him probably working for the UFC somewhere in some capacity. But that was the UFC show. Mm-hmm. Um, those were the key points. And now we just wait for the big Ronda fight on the 30th. We won't be here to talk about it. We'll be back January 3rd and talk about it. And when we're back on January 3rd, um, we'll talk all about Ronda losing. And <laughs> no, I think she's going to win. I, I haven't made my picks yet, but I'm leaning towards her not winning. Now why? No, no, why? I think she's broken. You do? Yeah. I think the invincibility is gone. For some people, they can't lose. She's like one of those people. Like Tyson. When you lost, the invincibility was gone against hmm. Buster Douglas. I mean, there was a prison but, sentence in there too, somewhere in there. But but, it, but he lost to Buster Douglas. She lost to Holly Holm. Buster there's Douglas. A big, there was there's a difference. Hold on, Buster Douglas once again was as big of an upset as that was. He was not a bad boxer. No, he's not a he was not a bad boxer. But nobody thought nobody thought Buster Douglas was going to be Tyson. Right. Like zero people thought. People going into the home uh, uh, Rousey fight. You know, it was actually kind of split almost down the middle. There were a lot of people who thought Holly was going to beat Ronda and a lot of people who thought there was no way Ronda was going to get beat. So it was there was many more people who thought Holly had a chance than there was who thought Buster had a chance. Right. So it's a, it's a little bit different situation because, um, you know, uh, it wasn't as big of an upset. So I think that. See, where you think that she's broken because of it, I think she got her hunger back because of it, which is why I think she's going to win. It's possible. If she wins, it's by armbar. Okay. I mean, it, it, plain, plain and simple. Okay. She's not going to be able to trade blows. Um, It's by armbar. Same same way she won, like, almost every other fight. Right. And Judo toss into an armbar. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, is she mentally there? I don't know. Mm, we'll, we'll, see. See. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so that moves us on to boxing. So let's talk boxing back and forth. 
Uh, since I'm just ragging on people I don't like, let's talk about Bernard <laughs> Hopkins now. So I never really understood why why people were so on the Bernard Hopkins bandwagon. To me, he was a very boring fighter. He was in a time that basically, uh, he basically kind of hurt boxing. Um, so, anyways, so? he's just a boring fighter. At the end, he didn't have power. Uh, sure, he's fighting forever, you know, in his 50s and stuff like that. But, you know, I predicted that was one of my big picks, I guess, in my life is that Kovalov would beat him when everyone said Kovalov was going to lose to Hopkins. <clears throat> and if you remember correctly, I don't think you were here, but me and Michael Woods talked about it, that I said Joe Smith Jr. has a huge chance of beating Bernard Hopkins. My theory on this was that we hadn't seen Bernard Hopkins for two years. He's in his 50s. In two years in your 50s is like dog years, like seven years. So to me, I thought he <laughs> aged 14 freaking fucking years since we last seen him. And not only did Joe Smith knock him out, but he knocked him through the freaking ropes. Mm-hmm. He falls backwards, hits his head, and then um, tries to say that Joe Smith Jr. pushed him through the ropes. Now we're going to give him some leeway here. He did smack his head on concrete or uh Whatever was at the side of the ring, a very hard rubber mat at the least. And, you know, he he basically is, as many boxers do, think they have one more good fight in him and are quickly proven wrong. He says he's done. At his age, he should be done. And uh, now we have somebody that Joe Smith Jr., in which... He's a likable kid. Another reason I didn't like Bernard Hopkins, he was a dirty fighter his whole year, mm-hmm. his whole life. So um, I don't know what round it was, two, three, four, five, somewhere in there. Uh, he had bunted uh, Hopkins head bun him. And he, all of a sudden he has a – no, it was actually early in the fight. It was second or third. Thank God Joe had Stitch as a cut man because he was able mm-hmm. to stop the bleeding. It was like right – I know mm-hmm. we're on a radio show, but it was like right at the eyebrow. And, you know, it was from a purposeful headbutt. Mm-hmm. And I just, I you know, so, you know, people have Hopkins higher than I do in greatest of all time. He looked horrible up until then. I was given almost every round to Joe Smith Jr. If I grab my phone, I can actually give you which rounds that I maybe gave Bernard Hopkins. And um, there's not too many knockouts where the guy goes through the ropes. And so this is a, it's a marquee. Marquee name for Joe Smith, but does it really matter? Because Bernard Hopkins is so past his game. But let's see what what he might be able to do. Maybe an Adonis Stevenson or something. Something's out there for Joe Smith Jr. And we'll get a chance to um, see what he's capable of. But Bernard Hopkins, um, you know, nothing, nothing personal. I just basically think, in in retrospect, he's not as high on my list as he is for other. People in the media has a great boxer, and uh, I gotta give a shout out. I'm gonna—he's probably gonna listen to this on a podcast after his vacation. But do you realize that if you listen to Anthony Barnes's dad, he picks Hopkins every time. We would be—we wouldn't be a successful show if we listened to Anthony Barnes's dad. So I gotta rag him about it because he said Hopkins on Friday night to me. And I was kind of leaning towards Joe Smith Jr. And we did have a friendly wager one time with uh, Kovalov versus Hopkins. But uh, there we are. Sorry, I was making sure something. Oh, okay. So that happened on Saturday night. And then Friday night, 
Um, maybe we we'll go to a quick break and we'll cover Friday night with Carlos. We do have Liz's big game coming up. I'm excited. Is this trying to? Is this revenge for for my game? I think I think they're a little harder um, than what you guys have, but it's not a specific game, like how you did just Christmas songs. Okay. It's not like a specific thing. It's kind of just like questions. Just like general trivia? Yeah. Okay. All right. All I'm right. in. I'm in. Let's go to our first break. I'll get, grab my notes from uh, the fights on Friday, and we'll go through the fight. Welcome back to the undercard, everybody. We want to give a big thank uh, – sorry, big happy birthday to Mark Coleman. He turns uh, 52 years old today. Mark Coleman, who uh, was at three Knicks once with Patino Diet, and we, we saw him there, but a UFC Hall of Famer. Not only that, uh, he's been on the show uh, before. So happy birthday, Mark Coleman. And um, I might as well give my Fighter of the Year in Pound for Pound uh, MMA Fighter of the Year sure. as we move on to boxing. Uh, fighter of the year, I mean, how can it not be Conor McGregor? Mm. I struggled to, like, pick somebody else. But, I mean, this guy is, you know, like I said, is transcending, um, like, David Beckham across the board, becoming a global superstar. Um, Going to be on Game of Thrones. I've never seen one episode of Game of Thrones, but I hear it's what? a big deal. What? Never seen one episode <sighs> of Game of Thrones. You would you love make it. Make that man. a drop. I've never seen one episode of wow. Game of Thrones. Um, how am I friends with you? I don't, I don't know. I really don't. You probably think about that at night. You're like, I, we have nothing in common. <laughs> we have nothing in fucking common. Did you like Rogue One? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I hated it. So Yeah, if, if a lot of like people it, have, a lot of people like have said it, it. I fell asleep twice. Really? Mm-hmm. No. Well, first of all, we can't be friends because you fell asleep during a Star Wars movie, no matter how <laughs> bad it is. No matter how bad it is. Yeah, I've fallen asleep during Phantom Menace a few times. Yeah, no matter how bad it is, you fall asleep during a Star Wars movie. We can't be friends. Yeah, man, I was going to talk. I can't even talk the movie. I was going to talk it. Later. Yeah, we went and um, saw it yesterday, so that you guys wouldn't throw spoilers at our face. Yeah, I haven't. But seen now I'm it just going to throw spoilers. So go. Who you want to know who's in it? No. Yeah, I know who. Here's here's the thing. The reason that I'm not like gung ho to go see it is because, it's because I it's horrible. I well no, it's because I kind of already know. What happens? Do they get the Death Star plans? Well, that's what I'm like, kind of like. Am I spoiling it for anybody? They yeah. get the Death Star plans. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I've, the two girls at the end are just like, what? Yeah, I fell asleep like, twice. It's nothing it. new to anyone if they know me. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Dark Vader was in it. Whatever. Darth Vader. Dark Vader. Oh, Dark Vader. Yeah, Darth, yeah. Dark Vader. Dark, yeah. Dark Vader was yeah. in it. Uh, so, so, funny. so she, she would. Know it is kind of funny. Um, no, it was, I think it was funny. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, let's run really quickly, uh, on the fights on Friday. Uh, Greg Aaron's Carlos Lalinas threw a fight. It was at Eastern Market Shed 3. Tad cold in there. A little bit cold. Uh, you can't heat a place like that. I'm sorry. I don't care what you have. When you have a place that's mostly windows, you can't heat that. It was, it was warm for a minute, but they kept opening the doors. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't so, something like that cold. is like impossible to to heat properly. A little cold. There yeah. was some things not controllable that led to the fights not starting till nine thirty. <laughs> uh, first off, do you remember how bad the weather was on Friday night? It was mm, bad, kind of. Okay, so uh, somebody. Well, I don't even know if I'm gonna say. So was, uh, something happened with one of the fighters. I'm not gonna say what happened with that. But uh, in another situation. 
which was unfortunate. The ambulance that was on its way there got in an accident. So we had to wait for the mm. ambulance company to send another ambulance. So we were waiting for that. So the fight started about 930. But let me let me just talk really quickly about Muhammad Adam. And, and I, I do sincerely mean this. I talked to Mo after I wrote the article for FightNews.com. But I feel very privileged to have his crowds and his energy around seeing him at such a young level. I know 10 years from now I will be thinking about how crazy his crowds are. 1,700 people. Mm-hmm. Seemed like everybody was there for him. The crazy chanting, the crazy uh, showmanship and in, in, in coming up for Mohammed Adams. If you aren't even a boxing fan, you almost have to see how the crowds react to the superstar. He will be a superstar someday. Um, I use the word potential in fight news. Uh, Rochelle knows this because I say it all the time. If I have to use the word potential twice, you're not living up to it. So I, I do believe with this kid, I said that he has the potential to be a star in his division. I do believe he will be. I mean, I, I've not seen anything like this. God, maybe Ricky Hatton or I'm trying to think of somebody else where the crowd is this energetic and it's at a very small level right now because he's just beginning mm. his career. But it is quite amazing. I'll let the ring girls chime in. They're actually in the ring when this shit's happening. Uh, Mo Adams crowds. You've been in three Mo Adams they, fights. They take over the entire ring. Like if when he wins everyone just jumps in there and like everyone else fears for their life because they're just like pushing people. Did they bring musical instruments Jumping. Again? No. no. No, not this time. But it's fun. But people Atmosphere. stand up on the chairs and everyone's recording and yelling his name. It's cool. It's it's nice to have a supporting crowd like that. So It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, he was going against Hakeem Watkins. Hakeem Watkins coming from Columbus, Ohio, who was 5-2 and two at the time. So this is a step up. Because uh, Mo Adams, I believe, had not fought anybody with a winning record up until then. But not only was he 5-2, and two, he was uh, five wins with five knockouts. So he posed actually a, a real knockout threat to Mo Adams. Uh, so this was a, a fight in which I talked to a lot of people, a lot of people from Columbus, and I talked to a lot of people from Detroit, in which it, it was like a pick fight. Mm-hmm. Some people thought uh, Watkins could beat him. Some people thought Mo Adams' power would win and the first round goes goes by and both fighters got each other's fighters attention both landed a shot that i thought i thought watkins landed something on mo adams that got mo Mo adams attention i thought mo adams landed something that got watkins attention the second round was um once again wild crowd second round uh watkin gets ready to throw right hook it looked like because he, he didn't get to land it and adams is much quicker throws a right and knocks him completely on the canvas, uh, very violent knockdown. He is able to get to his feet but isn't able to turn around and look at the referee in time. And Mo Adams wins by knockout. Mo Adams does improve to, let me see here really quick, he improves to, when I get it right, 7-0 and with five knockouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, very happy he took a step up. Um, this, ki- this kid's, this kid's going to be a superstar. I, I, I have a feeling about it. Um, there was a co-main event that wasn't too exciting, so we'll skip o- skip over that. But the controversy of the night was uh, Isaiah Jones versus Brian Jackson. Uh, referee Sam Williams was the referee in charge of that fight. Isaiah Jones, good kid, 
Um, he's the National Golden Gloves champion. Uh, but what happened was it appeared that Jones threw a late punch as Jackson was already on the ground. This led to Jackson not being able to continue the fight. Sam Williams gave him some time to recover. Sam Williams wasn't able to recover and got out of the ring. When he got out of the ring, um, I think even Brian Jackson thought he was either going to get a no contest or Isaiah Jones was going to get the loss. But what happened was Jones got a favorable re- uh, ruling by Sam Williams. He improves to 2-0 and with two knockouts. Jackson fell to 0-5. Says he will contest the decision. I don't know how how well that will go because I've been looking for footage for this for uh, quite some time. The fight since Friday, so I don't. I don't unless people are hiding the footage from me. I have not seen footage, but um, you know Isaiah Jones is a good kid. Obviously, the win better suits Isaiah Jones, but the rules are there to protect a fighter when he's down. So the rules, the rule. And the way I saw it is that it was a late punch by Isaiah Jones. We don't want to see anyone get hurt in the ring. So as much as Isaiah Jones, the win would obviously benefit him, it's still the wrong call. I wrote about it being the wrong call. I I would like to see the video again, but I don't see a video of it out there. Um, Cruiserweight Taylor Dewar. I pronounced his name right, so Taylor's going to be happy. Uh, he continued to splash on the Detroit boxing scene with a 121 first round knockout of Javon Blakely. Brutal left body shot, uh, connects, and then he throws another one, which I, I think that one was more of like a lesser tap. And, uh, Ed Jimmy can, knows this from fighting too. It's the delayed liver shot reaction where mm, like about yeah. five, five seconds later you feel yeah. it and then you just go down. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Blakely was in immense pain. He falls to 0 and 3 as Dewar. Improves to two wins, zero losses, one draw. Um, there was another fight in there too. Winford Harris um, just methodically uh, took down Zamir Young over six rounds. Basically took his time with him. Young basically was uh heavy bag in front of him. Just working on his skills. The decision came back uh, uh, all in favor of Winford Harris. Uh uh, Winford Harris, 60-54, 60-54, 59-55. So those were the fights on Friday night. Good night, though. I mean, it was a good main event. I was excited. I, the undercard could have been – it didn't matter what happened to me to the undercard because I was excited to see Mo Adams take on this um, mm-hmm. uh, Watkins kid. Now, here's the thing I knew about Watkins is that we had uh, a guy from Michigan go down and face him before. I knew John Johnson, who we were just talking Buster Douglas earlier. Mm-hmm. John Johnson from Buster Douglas fame was his corner guy. I knew the second corner guy, Johnny, a good friend of mine. And I also knew uh, the promoter, Troy, that works with him down there. So the, they basically – I know. Did I name drop enough for everybody here? Does everyone know? Um, you know, when they think they can win and you you saw how he how he – um, has come up in his five and two career. That was a big step up for Mo Adams, and I am very happy about that. So, congratulations, Muhammad. We've had him in studio. He was actually sitting exactly where Liz was sitting, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we're gonna have him in again. Electric crowds, Jimmy. You gotta go to one. You I've, gotta go to. One. I've been to him. You gotta go to one. I've been to him. Which one did you go to? I, I, I all I remember is the the Mo, marketplace. Yeah, and all I remember is the the Mo crowds because you can't miss. If you have ever been to a fight where Mo has fought, you will remember that you were at that fight. International Banquet. Which one was that one? Greek Town. Oh, okay. 
The crowds are bigger now, Jimmy. You got to come well, see I, the bigger crowds. I don't see. I okay. See, I have a problem with that. I know you said you have. A problem I with I have crowds. a problem. Well, no, not with necessarily big crowds, but how that particular crowd acts when he comes out. I I'm not big on the standing on chairs and blocking the aisleways and running into the ring. Well, it's like that's everyone's trying to record causing it, safety though. hazards. I I understand that. So, yeah. I I I am not like cheer for the guy, but stay in your seat. Stay in your seat. Don't go in the aisleways. Don't rush into the ring. But cheer. Cheer loudly for him. But but don't be obscene, which is what they do. And I, I have I have a little bit of a problem I with do, that. I do believe that if continued to happen, there could be a problem. Yeah. Prime example. Let's just say Watkins is recovering from a knockout. He's there for the decision. And one of his fans bumps into him. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance the fighter might take a swing at him. Yeah. Might not take, you know, I mean, I, I we've, think we've I, been concussed. Yeah. We know what it, what it's like, I, your, I, your reactions. I, I, I think that. I think it's more on the promoters that, you know, you just can't, you can't. I mean, I know he sells tickets and that's great. Again, cheer for the guy. Scream, yell, wave flags, do whatever. That's fine. But stay in your seat. Don't. Get in the way. That's where I have the problem. And I'm I'm gonna just tell you I like it both ways. I like the chaos, but I understand the possibility of like having problems down the road. Yeah. I don't think I don't think people should be allowed to storm the ring, probably. I think I've seen I don't think you should storming. be able to get in the aisleways. I, I think I've seen enough of the storming of the ring. It's cool. Yeah. But Mm. Uh, now, now maybe as he fights bigger talent, but I mean the crowds are amazing. Yeah, and they're saying. Matter of fact, not, I think I'm going to throw a tailgating party the next time Mo Adams. Yeah, if, if I'm not writing, I think I'm throwing a tailgating yeah. party. Again, I don't have a. Pro- I mean, I the the amount of people that show up is awesome. But like I it's said, amazing. stay in your seat. Don't rush in the aisleways. Don't rush into the ring. It's a it's a safety hazard for everybody involved. Right. Everybody involved. Let's say that he wins, okay? And his opponent, and they rush into the ring, and his opponent, something happens medically. Something happens. Not even like he actually bumps into him and he, they take a swing at him. But let's say he's sitting, he's waiting for the decision, all of a sudden he doesn't feel good. You got people in the aisleways, you got people in the ring, you got whatever, and that ambulance, those EMTs can't get to him. They can't calm them down. They can't do anything like that. And then that guy dies. Holy shit. That is absolutely just no. The, you cheer for the guy, but stay in your seat, you know? I got you. Yeah. Well, then I'm very happy that I've gotten to see the absolute chaos over the last few um, few years. But, I, you know, it's probably going to continue. And, I mean, it, 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 you if know, he goes up to a higher level, it's, it's going to stop because he's not going to be able to go to these larger uh, events, these larger promotions and have the crowd act like that. Because the security at those places will shut them down. But he has the it factor we were talking about, like Conor McGregor and stuff. You, you could be a great fighter, Jimmy. Thirty and all, right? Right. But maybe not have the fan base. No, I'm not. But no, I'm, what I'm saying, saying it's is, yeah. it's neat to see this. It, it really is again so when, when a superstar is coming up, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start calling it now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this kid's gonna have a pretty decent yeah. career. Mm-hmm. To see it evolve, mm-hmm. not many people can do that. I can tell you a lot of fighters at 15 and 0 that can't get 10 people to their fights. 
That's quite, I, quite impressive. Right. Well, and I again, understand the security concerns. Right. What I'm quite saying impressive. is once he gets up to a next level, that situation won't happen because security like legit security at those places will not allow those people to get in the aisleways to rush in the rings. They will stop them. They will not let that happen. All right. Um, so yeah, that's my boxing take on Friday night. Um, did I give my MMA? Oh, I, I just you gave, gave your, my MMA. You uh, gave your MMA. You didn't give your boxing. No, I didn't give my pound for pound though. That oh, pound would be, for pound. Uh, pound MMA. for pound would be Mighty Mouse. Uh, okay. Demetrius Johnson. Uh, Johnson, sorry. And he, he's well-deserving of it. It should be you, John Jones. If you could put down the drugs, <laughs> it should be you, John Jones. The substance abuse. Yeah. I'm really upset about that. I'm a huge uh, John Jones fan. Drugs are bad. Drugs okay. are bad. I'm okay. Um, you shouldn't do drugs. <laughs> okay. My pound-for-bound boxer of the year. Uh, I already said it earlier. On a different show, it's Ward Kovalov. They are going to mm-hmm. split the honor. My theory is that Ward might have won the fight, but I thought Kovalov did. So we'll honor the judge's decision and split that half and half. Uh, fighter of the year. God, this was tough because there were so many people I thought that could win this. There's so many easy decisions out there to do. But then when I really, 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 really started to think about it, um, I'm going to go Lomachenko. And really? the reason I'm going to do it is that out of nowhere, he's he's coming. He's a superstar. Okay. Um, lots of abilities, but Lomachenko will be my fighter of the year. Okay. Well, that was the probably the one fight this year that you were like There's giddy. so many easy ones. Yeah, but you were giddy to watch that. Yeah, and then the guy quit. Yeah. So I, I remember that. Then he, then he quit. Um, he quit. He quit. <laughs> he quit. What a bum. But I, I can tell you this. And for whatever reason... Um, I don't know. For whatever reason, been doing this six, seven years. Besides doing this six or seven years, I've been doing the radio show for four of it and uh, writing for Fight News for two of it. Uh, something sparked over. I'm giving. I'm giving the resume. Okay. <laughs> I've been around. I've known some people. Uh there's lulls in this in the sport mm-hmm. where you where you think, man, do I, I I enjoy the sport, but am I too close to the sport so now I enjoy it? Out of the blue, rejuvenate rejuvenation for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you the undercard's gonna have a freaking fucking fantastic year next year, and it's all about the re- for whatever reason. Very excited to be a part of it and excited writing for the sports and everything like that. So I am excited. Not so much for the inauguration of the country next year, but I am very excited for the undercard. World War III? Because that's happening. No, no, no. The undercard. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm excited to be at the fights again, um, like a little kid again, having fun, talking to people. You know what? It, actually, what it comes down to, and Rochelle would know this, and it, it's just, I've met a couple people that are absolutely fun to talk to the, mm-hmm. about the sport. And, we we just talk about it, and when I get to talk to these guys, I get very expi- excited about the sport. And so, you know, I just got to send these guys a thank you card because it's been a lot of fun talking about it. So next year, the undercard is going to be back. Um, I am being dead serious about us having tailgate parties. Okay, I say why not? Why when not? I see a crowd like that, yeah. why not? Why not? Tailgate parties with the ring girls at it. 
and throwing these bigger bashes at these events. Now, granted, if it's six degrees, I'm not going to throw well, a no. tailgate party. No, well, that's but, why you have space heaters. Yeah. Well, he no. had space heaters. He had those yeah. turbine yeah, ones that had fire. That. Oh, yeah. Those like ones. Engine. Remember, yeah. yeah, they had them in uh, the torpedo heaters. Yeah, they yeah. had them yeah. in here since yeah. Jim. And uh, yeah. before he was in his own gym. And yeah, I was like, actual yeah, audio. Catch on fire. Actual audio. Yeah. He's got it pretty good. Good job, man. Yeah. Good. I, I've been around them enough. I'm having a Friday flashback. I got a story <laughs> to write later. I got a story to write later. We had him on Thursday, too, with Thomas McKees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those might have been the same ones. Possibility. It's a good possibility. In a bar. Like, for the weigh-ins, and then they were yeah. the exact same looking ones. Well, I want well, to know, like, you know. They're pretty common. Why you got to have that? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. But, um. Because <laughs> he can't pay to keep the- <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> no. Uh, it's just some buildings are cold. Yeah, I know. Well, especially in those older buildings and stuff, it's the, you know, you're dealing with uh, the registry or the steam registers and. It's either ungodly hot or, like, freezing cold. You, there's, no. like, no happy ground. No, I, I talked to Carlos before it. He said there was heat. He was well aware that there was going to be some heating issues there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that would be Eastern Market's fault if there was no heat in that building anyway. It's not the promoter's fault. So, right. Yeah, no. I mean, don't rent it out if it's that cold. But Carlos right. did an amazing job of, of making the mm-hmm. thing happen. Um, although it is the end of the year. We've had to say goodbye to some people. After What's on Tap, we are going to hear Jimmy tell us who we lost in the last year. But we do have What's on Tap coming up. Uh, The end of the year is quickly approaching, which is normally the dead year besides UFC throwing stuff. The fights have noticed the fights have gone away. My What's on Tap is going to be a very short What's on Tap. It typically is besides UFC throwing their little New Year's thing. So, all right, Jimmy, give it. All right. So once again, this is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. All right. Uh, There is, like, really nothing going on uh, as far as boxing goes. Uh, So just because it's the end of year and some of these names are really um, interesting to try to pronounce, uh, I'm going to try to go through most of these... uh, these fights and see if I can pronounce them. Uh, in Quebec, on December 23rd, we have Arthur uh, Biterbiv versus uh, Isrodro Ranani Prito, uh, 12 rounds for the light heavyweights. We have Vislan uh, uh, Dalkaev versus Salvador Hernandez. We have Alvaro Enriquez versus To Be Announced. We have uh, Daniik Bertrand versus Crotu. Uh, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Daniel Bertrand Crotu versus Alexis Ebanks. We have Vanessa LePage uh, Jones niece versus Maria Jose Velis. We have Rudzi Vincent versus Mike Brendan. On December 29th in Calgary, we have Logan Cotton McGinnis, which I absolutely love that name, uh, versus to be, to be announced. December 30th at Tokyo, we have uh, Naoya uh, Inyo versus Kohi Kono, 12 rounds for Inyo's uh, WBO Junior Bantamweight title. Uh, we have Akira Yagashi versus Witawas uh, Bezapan, 12 rounds for the IBF Junior Flyweight title. 
Uh, December 31st, we have um, Moses Fuentes versus Kosi Tanaka. Uh, <clears throat> in Kyoto, Japan, we have Jonathan Guzman versus Yuki Nori Oguni. 12 rounds for Guzman's IBF Junior Featherweight title. Uh, and then also in Tokyo, Japan, uh, we have Jezreel Corrales versus Takashi uh, Yukiyama. It's a rematch for the 12 rounds for Corellius's WBA Junior Lightweight title. Moving on to MMA, um, December 22nd, MFC Mixed Fighting Championships in Tehran. Uh, we have VFC Lindsay versus Cochran 2 in Topeka, Kansas. Uh, December 29th. Now, I'm going to ask you this, Brad, because I'm not sure. Um, we have Risen 3, Risen Fighting World Series Grand Prix, second round. Will Darren be fighting on that, do you know? He is fighting. Risen. Okay. Uh, that is in uh, Satama, Japan. December 30th, UFC 207, Nunes versus Rousey in Las Vegas, Nevada. December 31st, we have Risen 4, Risen Fighting World Grand Prix 2016 final round Maybe in Japan. Maybe don't. I don't know. He's in one of them. Okay. Well, it's second round on the 29th and final round on the, uh, on the 31st. So I don't know if he has to fight in both of those or just one of them. The great thing about those Ryzen things is that uh, the day of the fight, I will get 20 messages on how to watch it. And right. So I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know how to watch that. Okay. <laughs> I watch the fights after the fact All right. because of the time differences. But go, Darren. Go, Darren. All right. Now, we're going to move on to celebrity deaths uh, in this past year. Now, there were <laughs> there were 128 uh, various celebrities. Uh, so I had to pare it down somewhat. So basically, uh, the ones that I picked were if they were very well-known, slightly well-known, or had a special meaning for me. All right. Uh, first in January, we lost David Bowie, the star man. Dude, you know what? Really quickly about David Bowie. Always thought he was kind of cool. Uh, if there is any positive to a death, um, you, you go back and you look at their music. David Bowie was a fucking genius. He was. Love David Bowie Yes, now. absolutely. When he was alive, didn't appreciate it as much. There was a few things, but now I'm in the rarity yeah. stuff. Amazing. See, I've been in love with David Bowie since Labyrinth. I mean, honestly. Like, wasn't Dancing in the Streets with Mick Jagger. Yes. That is actually a really good video if you've ever seen that. Uh, also in January, we lost Alan Rickman. Uh, we lost Glenn Always. Frey. Always. Always, I know. We lost Glenn Frey, who was the singer-songwriter. Uh, what? Fry. Fry, I'm sorry. Fry, singer-songwriter, founded the Eagles. We also lost Abe Vigoda. I just loved Ava Koda. He was just an awesome dude. In February, we lost, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce his name, uh, Antoni, An, Antonin Scalia, the Supreme Court Justice. I know I'm, I'm going to mispronounce his name. How do you pronounce it correctly? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, we also loved, lost George Gaines. Um, for me, he was, uh, if you don't know who that was, he was... Commandant Lassard on the Police Academy movies. He was also uh, the dad on Punky Brewster. Um, oh, yeah. the nice guy. The yeah, nice guy. So I really like him. the 80s references. I know. We'll get it. <laughs> uh, we also lost Harper Lee, who uh, wrote To Killing Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost Tony Burton. If you don't know who he was, he was the trainer for Apollo Creed and then Rocky and all the Rocky movies. 
Really quickly about Harper Lee. Once again, here's somebody that I didn't know too much about. She dies. A lot of controversy. Some people didn't think she wrote the first one. And then the sequel that came out, a lot of people definitely don't think she wrote that book. The Watchmen Uh, one or whatever. She had a lot of help with To Kill a Mockingbird. So people were like, was the book really her? So anyways, I got to learn a little bit about her too. Keep dying Um, so I can learn about you. uh, George Kennedy, uh, he was in Cool Hand Luke and all the airport movies. Um, Airport? Airplane. No, the airport movies, not oh, the airplane I movies. There's only one airport movie. Uh, it says all the airport movies, so maybe they meant airplane, but um, uh, in March we lost Nancy Reagan. Um, Just say no to drugs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we lost Sir George Martin, producer for the Beatles, also known as the Fifth Beatle. Uh, in March we also lost Frank Sinatra Jr., uh, we lost Rob Ford. The crack-smoking politician from uh, Toronto, Canada. We lost Gary Shandling. Uh, we lost Patty Duke. We lost Gary Shandling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, March twenty. Shandling? Yeah, when? March twenty fourth. Gary Shandling show. The, the Gary Shandling show. He was also the uh, the Dick Senator and the Iron Man movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Oh no. Oh, uh, uh, April. We lost Merle Haggard. Uh, of country western fame, oh. uh, we also lost Doris Roberts. Jones. Yeah, we lost Doris Roberts. She was the grandma on Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, we lost Prince. Um, we let's see in May. Uh, let's see, mm, nobody really there. Uh, June, we lost Muhammad <laughs> Ali. Nobody won't. Brad wants. Well, to I just, about. I mean, they're like somebody that was on the Patty Duke show. It's like nobody. Nobody. Brad's gonna yeah. care about. Um, in June, we lost Muhammad Ali. Uh, we lost Gordy Howe. Uh, we lost Anton Yelchin. Uh, he was Chekhov in the new Star Trek movies. Um, in July, we lost Gary Marshall. Uh, if you don't know who he was, he was the producer, writer, actor on Happy Days, Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, all those uh, shows. In August, uh, we lost Kenny Baker. If you don't know he who he was... Uh, he was the actor who was inside R2-D2 in the original Star Wars trilogies. Uh-huh. Also played in Ewok. Uh, we lost Gene Wilder. Uh, in, let's see, this is September. Uh, we lost Gene Shepard. Um, she was a country western singer-songwriter. Pioneered country western for women. Uh, we also lost Arnold Palmer. Uh, he was the, one of the greatest golfers ever and did more to populate the sport than any other golfer. October, we lost Kevin Meany. He was a comedian on Uncle Buck. Um, we lost in November Janet Reno. Uh, we lost Leonard Cohen, uh, who was a poet, singer, songwriter. Uh, we lost Florence Henderson. Uh, Fidel Castro passed away. Uh, this is all in November. And then in December... Uh, we lost John Glenn, we lost Alan Thick, and we lost Jaja Gabor. Zha-zha. Yep, Jaja, Jaja, yes. So the police are safe. Green Acres is the place. That's the one that slapped all the police. Yeah, right? well, just yeah. the one. <laughs> just the one. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan Thick, a surprise. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, most and most of those like. The the big shocking ones are the ones that uh, passed away young, like 40s, 50s, stuff like that. But 
most of those people were in their 90s or late 80s or whatever. So they weren't a huge shock, but still. Prince was huge. Prince was huge. Remember. Alan Rickman was huge. I don't remember. Bowie was huge. <sighs> yeah. I don't remember us ever changing like the undercard font for anybody, but we did it for Prince. Yeah. We put it in purple. Yeah. With rain behind it for a little bit. Purple rain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go to break really quick. We'll come back. Uh, Liz has this amazing game. All right. I'm excited to play. I know. It's me versus you, Jimmy. All right. And I'm not going to dance off with you and I ain't touching gloves, dude. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. going to touch. Did you see really quickly, Jimmy, the uh, kind of the Run DMC thing that Saturday Night Live did with the Last Christmas with Barack. No, it's good. It's worth. It. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty it funny. Good. Yeah, it was. There were some skit. good skits this yeah. past week. Yeah, and then there was a Hillary Love Actually one, Jeez. where she rings the doorbell of an, someone from the Electoral College. Remember the scene in uh, Love Actually where he? I've never it? seen Love Actually. What? Yeah, I've never seen Love That's Actually. Oh my god! Me neither, Jimmy. Jimmy, it's all you. You don't watch movies. I, and honestly, you don't and watch honestly, that screen. is one of the reasons why I've never watched it because everybody is like. Oh my God, that's your movie. It's just got everybody that like actors that we like. I know. Right? I'm just, and that's why I've like because not because I think it would be bad, but because after I've seen it, like I I can no longer like. Like now I've seen it. So it's like it's almost one of those things of like I want to wait and wait and wait. So like for what? I don't know. It's just so it's when weird. They're all dead. No, maybe, <laughs> maybe. And then I can reminisce. No, so I don't know. You can watch it every year around Christmas time. Yeah, it's a pretty good Christmas movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have to. And then watch you got a new it, girlfriend, but... too. So like you're yeah. all about Yay. love right now. So that's it's yeah. it's a and really pro love movie. Hasn't brought her around us yet. That's probably good. But we'd like to meet her one day. I... And we're trying. We're working on I'm it. I'm nice. We're really working on it. The yeah. kids came all pleading. Gathering. Yeah, I know. It's true. Yeah, true, true. true. Ho- I'm hopefully within the next we couple can have of a, months. We can have a Shopkin trade. Oh, do God. not. <laughs> do no, do not. Do not let them listen to this episode. I'm sorry. I no. thought we had a very mature 18 audience. I'm just saying sometimes I get the text, hi, mom, listening to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They shouldn't listen to us ever. <laughs> I'm just thinking well, you, of all the things I've said over the say, years. I was going to say, you <laughs> dropped a couple of F-bombs during the show, too. Oh, he drops yeah. them at home. That's oh, no biggie. That's not, that's not cool. What, the F-bomb? Yeah, not, at, not in front of kids. Huh. Not cool at all. Has to be my favorite word. Yeah, I think sucks. Marv is probably something not to listen to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, <laughs> Marv, Marv's something not to anything, really, yeah. especially on this show. <laughs> That's awesome. No, he's really good around kids. It's us he's no, not he good is. around. Yeah. So I'm saying on this show. Oh, I know. Yeah. 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 He probably doesn't think kids listen either, though. Like, I don't. I don't. I think we're a very mature 17. We are a very mature Uh, 18 plus show. Yeah. We're kind of right right there. Well, how young are our youngest fighters? Uh, 16. 16. Hopefully they know what we have revealed today. (laughs) By now, they probably, yeah. I would hope so. It would suck. Congratulations for them if they. Exactly. Right. In in depressing note, Leonardo Tyner is not going to fight January twenty second because he found out Christmas is uh, a hoax. So there is no, uh, no Tyner is fighting uh, January twenty second. Uh, like as soon as you said, I'm like, what? Like, no, 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 no. I, I, but I could see Tyner maybe like, thinking, yeah. maybe he still believes. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That's who knows? His soft spot. 
Uh, so we we did do uh, traditions and everything like that. But has anybody ever experienced Christmas in a warm destination? Yes, it's awesome. Well, not, not the whole. day of Christmas, but um, leading up to Christmas, we were in um, uh, the Mojave Desert in California, um, and because it was like right, uh, there's. The first two weeks of December, we were in the Mojave Desert in California for training. And when we got to go into town or whatever, it was like 65 degrees. There were palm trees, but there were Christmas lights everywhere. And I'm like, this is not natural. <laughs> this is like I, I feel I feel dirty. I need a shower. It's so right. No, it's it so right. wrong. It just feels right. You need to be freezing your buns off <laughs> with White stuff everywhere, as high as the eye can see, or it's not Christmas. That's I'm what sorry. I was about to say because a few years back, and I believe it was even last year or two or the year before that, I feel like it's not Christmas without snow. And I remember when I was little, there was a day that there was no snow. Well, it's supposed and to I, rain, and on I was <laughs> I was pretty upset about it. Is it? It's just yes. not right without snow. No, wait, no, there's not. <laughs> it's Hold supposed on. Supposed to rain. I'm gonna be. Snow. I'm gonna be very. I'm going to be it very upset. Turn, it might turn into snow. Hold on. It know. might if it gets cold enough. If Hold it gets on. cold enough. Yeah. You don't understand the pressure <laughs> growing up in my family about what kind of socks you were going to wear because I had an aunt as soon as you got in the door, kick off those shoes right now. Kick yeah. off those water shoes right now and yeah. just yell at you until yeah. your shoes came off. <laughs> you had to have like like a decent pair of socks at a family. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you couldn't wear your shoes in the house because of the snow and the salt. Yeah. Uh, hold on, I'm looking. But there's warm climates where that don't oh, matter. Right? I'm gonna be so upset if it's supposed to rain. I think it is. It is supposed to rain. It's supposed to warm up finally. No! <laughs> this is unseasonably cold. Welcome to Michigan. <laughs> unseasonably cold. Unseasonably cold. Does it say rain? <sighs> 37 with 70% chance of rain. I think it's crazy that last year around this time, they were talking about people using snowmobiles on the freeway instead of their cars because it was so bad, and now it's like there's no snow anywhere. Yeah. No, it was exactly the opposite last year. You're thinking You're two thinking years two ago. Two years ago, which was really, yeah. really, really bad. Two years ago was really bad. Last year, it was, it was like worse nothing. than this. Yeah. There was nothing in December. We'll get slammed in January. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just See, thankful. That's what she said. My, birth- <laughs> my birthday's in March, and I don't want it to snow on my birthday, yeah. so... I'm just and thankful for a studio yeah, I don't want it with to snow heat. Either. Yeah. Studio with oh, heat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to send a Merry Christmas to everybody that listens to us all year uh, round uh, from the undercard. Uh, I want to thank uh, Ring Girls Carol for being here, Ring Girl Liz for being here. Uh, and I want to thank Jimmy. He's a good friend of mine. Four years on this show, four Christmases on the show. We're going to yeah. be celebrating four years really soon. Merry Christmas, buddy. Uh, Rochelle, Merry Christmas, uh, running an amazing board, keeping the show very organized from behind the scenes. Anything you see or hear the undercard do, she's definitely had her hand into it. Uh, so thanks for everybody for giving us a chance to do this show for so many years. I can't believe four, four Christmases. <laughs> and uh, so everybody have a Merry Christmas, even more important, and a, a Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. Yes, absolutely. And we will see everybody January 3rd. January 3rd, we're going to have canine for sure on the show. Okay. We're going to have uh, Jafar talking about the fights that are happening that week. Uh, we're going to talk Ronda Rousey. We're going to have fun. All right, everybody, Be safe. take care. <laughs>